guys. Hey, welcome back to Pretty Social Podcast. So today we are talking all about like hot topics and pop yeah. culture today and kind of giving a little spin on like what would we do in those situations. Right. Now obviously as a disclaimer, we understand that everyone has their own right. experiences in life and their own thoughts and stuff. So we're not trying to tell you what to do. No. But we just tell y'all what we would do. We're not here situations. to judge how not we would handle it. All we can do is say how we listen, would handle some it. Some people can judge my life. So <laughs> I'm For not sure. trying to judge I'm no sure one everybody would not agree with all my life choices. So. No, no, definitely not. Not for me. Okay. So we're just going to jump right into it. I think it's going to be a fun episode. Yeah. It's going to be like a light episode. Sometimes we talk about some heavy stuff, which is good. But we got to break it up a little bit. We got to break it up let's a little bit and have a little bit of fun today. Okay, let's, okay. what's first? Oh, what's first? Let's start with, let's start with Kim and Kanye. <laughs> Our faves. <laughs> Who we talk about all the time. Kim is for some a celebrity reason. in the PSP world, but I don't some think it's reason. because we're huge fans. It's because she's always in the news. She's just always trending. She's like, <laughs> she her is. or her family are always trending for oh something. Oh my gosh. But before we get into that, they're smart. Like, I know a lot of people don't like the Kardashians. I'm not, like, super fond of them. Like, I don't follow them very closely. Mm -hmm. But they're very strategic. Very strategic. They know how to make their money. Yes. Like, they know how to put themselves out there and make money and twist their storylines and everything. Yep, it'll be the biggest scandal. And then the next week, it's, like, the premiere of their next season of a show. So, they're super smart Some type of launch. (laughs) So, for... This is kind of a little bit older, but... Um, when Kim and Kanye originally got in a divorce, uh, it was trending everywhere that Kanye bought the house across the street from Kim. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cause if that was me, I, I would be, I would be, I would be so, so angry. I would be so annoyed. But then I had to think about, it. I mean, yes, I'd be annoyed still. But then I was like, you know what? Everyone was like freaking out. Like, oh my God, he bought a house right across. But I was like, you know, these are mansions. And they have probably crazy amounts of land. Mm-hmm. So it's not like in Akron where, like, I can look across the street and see my oh, own neighbor's house you in their imagine? window uh, on their front porch. I know everything they're doing. Ugh. I'm sure they probably can't even see across, like, like the trees and the gates and everything. Mm-hmm. So in retrospect, it's I have to remember it's not like here. Like... If my ex moved across the street, mm-hmm. like, and he could see my house and see everything I'm yeah. doing, who's coming over, that and would that, be... that would be like absolutely no. But still, like, nonetheless, for me, I feel like. But what can you do in that position? Because he has his own money. So mm-hmm. what you gonna say? No, you can't buy that house. Right? Are you gonna sell your home? Or right. Move away. <laughs> I'd be petty. <laughs> With the amount of money they have, I would be like, yes, oh, I'm, I'm moving. just gonna move. Like. <laughs> Good luck on your house. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm out. Yeah, I don't think I would move. I, I, my first thing is to try to find the positives, which yeah. is that maybe there's some benefits to co-parenting sure. here. We can still do pickup and drop-offs together, and it's less effort, less strain yeah. uh, with stuff like that. So that's the only benefit I can think of. Sure. I mean, the kids still being close to their father. Yeah. I can think of that. Um, but I, what I would do is like, I, I don't care how close you live. It's going to feel like you live across the country if right. I wanted to, because that's how my boundaries mm-hmm. is going to be set up. Don't blow down at my house. Definitely Call, You still need to call and text before you plan to come to my home every sure. time. I don't care every if you live across the street time. and you saw me pulling up or you saw. And co- just because we got kids. Yes. Just because we, we got kids. Just because we got kids don't mean Mm-mm. that you can come over anytime you want. And like I've said in previous episode, like. I would never be the type of person to hold, like, my child away from right. their parents. And I don't think it's right. However, like you said, there's boundaries. Mm-hmm. Don't just stop over because you're mm-hmm. in you're in 
on my street or in the neighborhood. Like, call me because you have no idea what's going... And I'm like that for anyone, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like people just blowing down on me. That's the worst. For me, you never know. I got so much going on in my life. You don't know where I'm at and what I'm doing it at home, mm-hmm. and if it's if it's even a proper time for you to just stop by. And even if you are at home doing nothing, mm-hmm. because you're so busy, that may literally be the only thirty yeah. minutes or hour that you have to relax right. and take a nap or clean up or whatever you want to do. Yeah. And you got somebody surprise. I'm here. I oh, hate so that annoying. so much. Like I will. I've gotten to the point where I don't answer the door, like oh, because I'm okay. just like. Call me or text me first. You do not know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I've had times where people came to my house and I may not have been doing nothing, but I'm, (laughs) it's kind of funny, but I don't, I'm not walking around with a bra on at home. Oh, me neither. I got on shorts and you, and now I'm not, somebody will come over and I let you in, but now I'm sitting here uncomfortable in my own home because I I feel like you've entered... Call me so I could put a bra on and, it, like, and see <laughs> yeah. if I'm in a mood to have company first before you come. Yeah. So, especially if it's my ex-husband, like, right. you definitely cannot just feel comfortable coming over. Like, I remember one time my daughter's dad came over and he was bringing some shoes or something mm-hmm. for her. He, I don't know if he called me at first, but that okay. is something that he struggles with was not... He, you know, he struggled very much with not letting yeah. me know he was coming by. <laughs> I think that's just a common thing. Yeah. And so he came and he was like, oh, I need to use your restroom. And I was like, no, you can't. Like, you you know what I'm saying? Just like, you already just, you know, I was just like, that no. Just, that, it's got to be a common thing because it's happened to me too. And I'm like, don't, first off, you're stopping at my house without even telling me. And now you want to come in here and you want to have a seat and you want to go to the bathroom. Do you think you got like a special you want baby water, daddy privilege like... Or like Absolutely you want water? I don't, we don't have none. Sorry. <laughs> like, no. So, yeah, I feel like it would feel like you live on Mars and I live on Venus because I'm going to make sure. And then it's like, what is your intention? Is exactly. it because you want to be close to the kids or is it because you want to stalk my life, mm. see who I'm talking to, see who I'm dating? Like, right. it still has nothing to do with you. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, so it's just about those boundaries. And then if... It, Obviously, if it's like a stalker type situation, mm-hmm. then we get the law involved. Or, oh, for sure. You know, you may have to get a restraining order and then the judge will make a move. So, <laughs> yeah, that's hard. I think, too, like you said, the intention, because obviously there's there was at least from what we know, toxicity yes. going on in that um, for multiple reasons. And it's kind of like, were you even in the right mindset to do something like that? Were you mm-hmm. just being petty? Were you just being nosy? Were you just whatever the case is? Um, because obviously, they're crazy rich. You could have gotten a house around the corner. Like, Anywhere. it didn't have to be yeah. right across the street. So, I think there was probably a petty aspect to it For as sure. well. Like, let me just talk. You literally just took a million dollars. I think it was like 1.2 million or something like that. And was like, yeah. I'm just going to do it to to make my ex-wife mad or to stalk my ex-wife. Or this is how... Mm-hmm. Like, he, he made that purchase of his emotions at that time. Yeah. Which right. is crazy to just have that kind of money to throw away, but... Another, that's I wish, another topic. Actually, I wish I had money like that. Just go off my emotions and be like, you know what? Forget it. <laughs> I just, just want to get away from everyone. Else. I'm going to buy a house in Hawaii. Right. Not just a house, but like a million dollar house. Like, I'm I'm good. 
I don't think I would ever, well, since we're doing what ifs, like, if you did, say you were, you were, I was going to say, say you're the richest black man in America, because well, he was. That would be surprising. <laughs> well, <let's, laughs> On multiple levels. Well, we could, neither of us could ever be the richest black man in America, but yeah. if we had $6 billion like Kanye was, and okay. we could just throw money away, do you think that you would ever do stuff like that? Because I feel like it would, I feel like it would take a lot to break me from the money mindset that I have now. No, I see, okay, so I feel like, I don't want a mansion. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just don't. I, I've always it's said that It's just me right now. I, I mean, obviously, I have my family and stuff, but if I have money like that, like, mm-hmm. my parents are going to get a house. Like, like everyone's going to be set up, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to have the situation I'm in now. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't want a giant house, and mm-hmm. it's just me. You know, even if I'm married, it's just me and my husband. You're just going to do I want to have a nice house, don't get right. me wrong. Very nice. But I want it to be modest. I want it to be in a nice neighborhood. And then I'm content with that. Like, I yeah. feel like the rest of my money, obviously, with, you know, tithes and saving and helping people out, all that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like I just want to use it for experiences and helping experiences, people and things yeah. like that. Like, I don't want, me personally, to just go blow crazy amounts of money no. on these super expensive cars and homes. Car it's cars just not and, for me. Yeah, no. It's just not for me. People having, like, $65 million homes and stuff. Like, I, I agree. I feel yeah. like I would want to make generational wealth as go as far and as long as possible you know what i mean and you can't do that if you're buying million dollar cars and and homes and um everything like that like over and over and over again just to have it celebrities get themselves into some trouble Mm -hmm. like with tax issues not paying taxes and they get um, greedy they just get greedy and then i'm not not just shouldn't just say celebrities i mean i think there's like a crazy statistic that like a certain like really high amount of people who win the lottery oh, yeah. go broke like almost instantly because no, yeah. they get this money and we don't understand that it's a mindset when it when it, we get money if if you don't shift your mindset into like okay now I'm gonna be proactive in saving I'm gonna be proactive in investing and you keep in the mindset of just spend spend mm-hmm. spend like you're gonna spend it all man it's like and you have to you know I don't think people realize like you said it's a big transition first of all but like. People don't realize how much you really need to learn when you come into that type of money. Like, you have to learn a lot of things. Money management. And also, um, I I used to watch the show about uh, millionaires. I can't remember what it was called, Mm -hmm. but it was about, like, the crazy stories and things they've been through, how they lost their money. Mm -hmm. A lot of them started receiving crazy death threats and stuff from people. You know, like, a lot of them started receiving death threats from people. Like, help me, give me money. Um, you oh know, my. from their neighborhood and people just from school that they knew, everything like that. See, and no one would know I was rich. Th- nobody would know. I literally would tell my I wouldn't even tell my son until he was old enough. He just we just pop up with some money. Like You I'm wouldn't just, even tell your son? I wouldn't. No, because for well, number one, he's a teenage boy. Mm-hmm. And Nate, even though he's modest, he's he also is like, Mom, you're gonna get me a Gucci belt, or are you gonna get me for I'm like, boy, I'm not getting you none of that. So he also, if he had the ability to flex like that, he would. Mm. And he would probably slip up and be like, Oh yeah, my mom got millions of dollars and now I got people like he yeah. can wait until he's an adult and he's a little bit more mature. Yeah. He just said he just gonna know we got some money. Like That's it ain't gonna be that much. But like I feel like I've already like made it for some reason I feel like I'm just gonna be rich. So I've already made up <laughs> in my mind exactly how it's gonna be. I'm like, I'm gonna tell my dad. And I'm going to tell you and, like, maybe one or two other people. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. And people, they want to be like, how did you get this money? How did you stop working? How did you do this? That's so God. smart. That's God. I never thought about it like that. I always thought, see, this is crazy. And I'll, no. just, and I'll just surprise, like, people. Like, I'll help people out, but they ain't going to know it's me. 
Maybe y'all like I'm, I'm telling you, I put a lot of thought into this. I think we all thought about it. I was like, it. I, I would even like make like fake lottery cards, like scratch off cards, and buy them for people, oh, no. and they all just be like winners, and they all just have money. Oh and my I'm god, like, that's so funny. They won't know it's me. They're gonna like, be calling you like Gabby. You won't believe this. We what? rich. I just won a million dollars, and you're like, you don't even know I got a hundred million dollars. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a very smart idea. I've always thought like I would tell. My immediate family, my husband's immediate family, and that's it. And then I was like, I and, and of course you, because I'm like all the people who I'm going to give my money to. Yeah. <laughs> well, not all of them, because I got some no, friends right. who I would want to bless eventually. eventually but I never yes. thought I would just keep it from everyone. I thought I would keep it from everyone for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And I always said, I'm, we're going to all take a trip to Hawaii while we get this figured out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I won. I collected. Pack y'all bags. We all go to Hawaii for two weeks while we just think. We just got to We got to figure this out. <laughs> we don't want to make any rash decisions. We don't want right. to make any large purchases. We just need to go think for like five minutes. Because... Yeah, I couldn't just go out and buy a house and stuff. I feel like that's like super <sighs> sus as well. Like... Someone just won the lottery in Akron, Ohio, and all of a sudden, Gabby, Gabby popped up with this giant house, and she bought her parents a house, and I was like, that's just, like, that's so obviously you, you know won. what? I, I feel so silly, because I never thought about that, because I'm always like, how are people gonna not know when they see me go and buy a house in Africa that I got, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you just gonna go off social media for, like, a year. Go off the grid. Say, say, I'm taking a break from social media, and then when you pop back up, boom. Right, Life and then they're gonna be like, oh, the lottery was won on this street in Akron, Ohio. <laughs> And then you just know that's the street across from my house, and I'm gone, like packed up and gone. <laughs> At that point, you'd be so far away. Don't I'd be matter. so far away. It wouldn't even matter. That's why I said I'm taking all y'all with me because they gonna know y'all got buku money too. Right. So they know who that's as far after. as my plan went. Okay, okay. Let's get back on track. <laughs> okay. Let's go on to another one. Okay. So who else did we have? Let's talk about Omarion and Lil Fizz's situation. So you remember. Yes. Omarion was married to, or he was engaged to April Jones, yeah. who is now with Tay Diggs. She been. Which, I'm just like this is that's a we- I shouldn't say weird. That was unexpected. Tay Diggs. Yes. You know she was with Dr. Dre before that. I know, but like, for some reason, like Tay Diggs was just very. That threw unex- you off. That just really. Threw I thought me off. Dr. Dre threw me off more, but I can see how that could be yeah. surprising too. Yeah. They don't seem like they match, honestly. They don't, but obviously they they're going. Fairly yeah, strong. he seemed to me like he would want someone older, more mature, That's more calm like him. Me off. But he's very silly and goofy yeah, too. Yeah, so, so maybe someone younger. Yeah, but that's not the point. The point <laughs> is. He, she was engaged to Omarion, who was best friends and bandmates with Little Fizz. He mm-hmm. even has two children by April Jones. They didn't work out. He moves. She moves on to become engaged to. Lord, let me get this story right. Because I'm like, where are you going with this? Because there's a lot of stuff that I don't remember. Rewind. Omarion was engaged to April yes. Jones, who had two of his children. They yes. broke up. She moved on to be in a relationship with his best friend slash bandmate, Lil Fizz. Sorry for the confusion, y'all. <laughs> so, what would you do if you were in that position and your ex-fiance slash children's father started dating your best friend? Um, they're both cut off. Both of them are cut both off. Are, I mean, obviously, you, I'd have to be in communication with yeah. my ex because we have kids. two kids together. So, but... Outside of that, they're cut off. Like, it's one thing if we were acquaintances. Like, mm-hmm. if we just, like, kind of ran in the same circle mm-hmm. and knew each other. Mm-hmm. And then you went and talked to my ex. I'm not going to be too pressed because I'm like, whatever. We ain't we ain't cool like that. We're yeah. not close. I mean, it'd be a little, 
but you're my best friend. That's a whole nother level. That's another level. That's a whole nother level because then too you think about and I don't know how men are. I mean, I'm not to say that I don't think men don't talk to each other about problems. I think it's more common to hear like women talk to each other mm-hmm. about problems, whether it be relationship or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But just think of like when Omarion and April were together and you know, if they were going through an issue, he may have used Fizz as like a confidant. A sounding board, yeah. yeah. And, and to talk to, and it's like, I, I, number one, I just think it was petty, um, on both their parts. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, obviously with April because she knew that that's his best yeah, friend. Like, why she would knew. you? Like, you're just being petty at this point. And then, um, for Fizz, like, I feel like there was a whole rift between B2K, anyways. Like, mm-hmm. they all just started bickering and whatnot. And had a lot of strife between each other. So it could have been a, his opportunity to be like, oh, you did this or you said this or you played us like this or you went off and did solo and left us here. I mean, I don't know what the Yeah, but they were is. on tour together and stuff around that time. They were. He got kicked off the tour because of that whole situation. Yeah. But, but you never, you never know. know. And scenes. I'm not saying that that justifies it all, but I'm just no, saying yeah. it could have been an excuse to be petty and be like, That's crazy. I'm going to do this because... Because some people are like that. Some people are like, you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you back. Yeah, I can see that. I, it just seems like, to me, it seemed like, and I don't know these people, I don't follow the story well enough and close enough to know, but it seems like April and Amaria have been separated for a while and just moved on. And they did say, I did see one clip where April and Fizz said that, like, they were just dependent on each other. He was going through a rough time uh, with his child's mother and his living situation. And he depended on April as a friend. And people kept speculating that they were together. They kept saying, like, y'all, are y'all together? Are y'all together? Y'all got so much chemistry, y'all this and that. And they started to plant that idea in their head. And that's how it came about which but even that is for me i think it's a little off and this is just me but i don't think i could be so cool with someone you know like my best friend's fiance at the time right or ex now now ex be such a good friend to them that once they break up with my best friend that we're still hanging out yeah that's like to me that's just weird because in my mind, it's like my loyalty goes to my best friend. Exactly. Even if my best friend was wrong, and let's say they did something um, to end the relationship, mm-hmm. like they did something foul, and I'm still not gonna go hang out with you. Exactly. Like, to me, and and I get That's like just weird. so called they were kind of growing up together and new, but still, like you're my best friend. At like, the end of the day. I'm I'm down for you, not for your ex. Even like, if we fall out, I feel like because that's one thing that's important to me too, is like the falling out. Like like you said that if it was a case of them being petty, I'm not I'm the type of person who if we fall out, I'm not gonna ever dog disrespect no, put you not. down. I'm because that speaks volumes about you. Yeah. That if if you fall out with somebody now you going back telling all their secrets or That's putting so them down too. like. That speaks to who you are. Like, you're a disgusting person. Because just because we don't talk anymore, we don't get along anymore, everything you told me when we was besties and we was on the couch talking Mm -hmm. and we was together and pillow talk is going to stay just like that to the grave because it's who I am. You know what I mean? I think that that's so disrespectful and it just speaks to their character because I feel like if I was ever in a situation 
which I wouldn't be, yeah. that I did get close to my friend's fiance, ex-fiance. I did get close to him. And maybe I did start to feel a little flutter. I would stop myself and be like, that's not right. Right. Like, we cannot. Right. Like, it's just not right. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't put myself in that position. But my moral code would not allow me to just go be with them and then be with them freely and open for the public and in his face and in the kid's face who probably called this man Uncle Fizz. Like, and that's the craziest thing because these kids were old enough to know exactly who, who each he person was. is in their life and to be like yeah Messy. to be like oh yeah uncle fizz is now with mom like that's uncle kinda, daddy, uncle daddy. um but yeah so for me i would i, I honestly they did they just be cut off like i wouldn't i don't, at that point i probably wouldn't even want to know from her why mm. Because I know some people probably would be like, why? Why would you do But at that point, it's like, does it even matter why? It don't why? even matter. Because it's already been done. If they broke up and came to you apologetic, would you forgive I, either one I of them? I would forgive. I would be like, yeah, I forgive you. But like, just like we I said in the other... I would you like that no more. But yeah, like, I'm not going to let you back in my life. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, it's, this bridge is burned still. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold that, that grudge forever. Because that's just going to do nothing but eat me away. Mm. But... Like, you're never going to be close to me again. Never. Like, not even close to being close. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't, honestly, at that point, I probably wouldn't even want to be in the same room with those type of people. Like, again, it's just petty in my book. Yeah. Like, on multiple levels. Because it's revealing to, like I said, your character. Like, yeah. if I was hanging out with somebody and they was talking down about somebody that they used to date or be with or or be cool with and they was dogging this person, my guard is going up. Like, you ain't about to get close to me so I could be next. Right. (laughs) Like, yeah, it speaks to your character when you act like that. Yeah. We're actually talking about a lot of relationships today. Let's break it up then. Break it up? Yeah, let's pick a different one that's not relationship-y. Okay, so (laughs) I'll get one. The next one I have is relationship. (laughs) Oh, do you want to keep with it? No, go ahead. All right, so... I heard this story about a football player, and I don't remember his name. If y'all are familiar with the story, please somebody tell me who this okay. was, because I don't remember his name. Uh-huh. But anyway, he's very rich. His mother was really sick. She actually recently passed away. Okay. Before she passed away, his sister had been li- moved in like a year prior mm-hmm. to take care of her full time. Okay. And so she was living there permanently with her mom, or at least for that time. And when the mom passed away... He now wants his sister to move out so he can sell the home. And they were talking about, when I heard him talking about it on the radio, they were saying, like, do you think that's fair that he's making her leave? So he bought a house for his mom. Mm-hmm. His sister moved in to take care of his mom. Mm-hmm. And then the mom passed away. He wants her out because he wants to sell the house. Yes. I feel like the only way that that could be, and I shouldn't say the only way, in my mind, the only way that that could be justifiable is if I said, Hey, going to my sister and saying, hey, I would like to sell the house, but I don't want to leave you hanging. Mm. Can, can I buy you a smaller house? You know, maybe it's like, maybe he's still making payments on it. I don't know what rich people do. Yeah, I They don't just know. blow money on a house or they make payment. I don't know. But <laughs> like, maybe it's just an expensive house to upkeep. I don't know the situation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the only way I could come to terms in my mind of doing something like that is if I had to sit down with her and say, hey, you know... Is this expensive? You know, either I can have you come in and put some money in on this and help out with mm-hmm. the payments, or, you know, we can sit, we can sell the house, we can buy you something smaller, um, but have it paid off, you're set, you know. But That's a good I idea. feel like just being like, 
bounce you better figure it out like, now i don't know the situation so it may right. not we don't have all the details that. i it gave all the details like, it may be that it was a situation that they're trying to come up with something but like to just be like oh yeah mom's dead get up out of here after mm-hmm. you just spent time taking care right well i was mom. out doing what you know my career and the because things that you know being a caregiver like you really sacrifice a lot mm-hmm. you sacrifice so much there's so much that i'm just like I can't do. Right. I just can't do. Or I have to, like, be very strategic about when I plan to do things. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me just to jump up and do it because of everything that I have going on. So when when she stepped into that role, and I don't know how extensive her mom was or anything like that, but when you step into that role, it's a very selfless role. And, like, you're giving all your time and attention and energy to this person that you're mm-hmm. caring for. And then, for me, I would feel like that's a slap in my face. Like, right. all this I did... Like, I'm not, I personally wouldn't be expecting my brother to, like, take care of me the rest of my life. Right. But because I was doing this for our mom, and and you know this was my home at at this point. This was my home, too. Not just our moms. Mm -hmm. Like, I would hope, you know, especially if you have probably millions of dollars, depending on, like, how, I'm sure any football player has probably Mm -hmm. at least a few million. (laughs) So I I would assume that you would at least, we could sell the house and maybe split up and let me, you know, start off somewhere else mm-hmm. and, and still be taken care of to a degree until I can, you know, start to provide for myself and get my life back on track because my mom just died. Right. And I have exactly. a whole new life that I have to learn to live because, you know, when you're a caregiver and you're doing all that and now all of a sudden that person's gone, it's you, you I know at least for me, I sometimes begin to ident- identify as a caregiver. Like, mm-hmm. That is a part of my identity, mm-hmm. and I and I know it's not, but because it's such a huge part of my life, mm-hmm. it's like there's times where I think I'm like, you know, I'm obviously not going to be my mom's carrier forever. You know, at some point she'll pass away, and it's like, what do I do what after you do that? With their time? Yeah, it's it's a huge transition. So it's like that's a lot for someone to go through, and then to be like, now I might lose my home. Exactly, that's very difficult. I think that um, is wrong of yeah. him. To even, my personal opinion is, don't even consider it. Yeah. That's her home now. Yeah. You were able to go on and continue to live your life and chase your career and do everything you did because of my sacrifices. Because I was willing to pick up and move and stop my life to live with mom and and give her everything. I am your sister. I feel like the same way that you are willing to buy a house for our mom why can't you do that for your sister? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Why? What is it about? Like, I feel like, like we just talked about, mm-hmm. if I was a millionaire, I'm buying, I would I would like to help you and buy you yeah. a house or my bro- my right. brothers is getting houses. Like, yeah. if I had that type of money. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or at least I will help them. So I'm like, why is your sister exempt from that? Yeah, that's Give weird. her the house. You bought the house already. Like, Yeah, if it's already bought and... Like, what's the the big deal at this point? Yeah, and I I feel like, because when I listened to them talk about it on the radio, they were saying that, like, was there an agreement in place before she moved in? Like, oh, you'll be here while you take care of mom, or you're only here for a year, and then you can... But I feel like, even then, I don't care about none of that. My thing (laughs) is, that's your sister. She gave up her whole life to take care of mom. Mm -hmm. You didn't. You just threw money at her and put her in a house. I don't know how much you helped, but I gave up my life. I sacrificed, and now because she passed, I'm back to square one. I got to figure out a living situation. I just think that's completely wrong. Yeah, I think so. I think unless, like you said, they had something. But even in that situation of having something in place, 
you would still have to give some sort of grace period of like, okay, this yeah. was our original agreement. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, definitely. let's let's figure this out. I'm not gonna try to you know get you about this house immediately, but like let's try to figure out this plan from here on out. Mm-hmm. But even then, that's a weird. I hate using the word weird. That's just a different type of agreement to have. Like, okay, you can move in, take care of mom, but just let you know, like, when she dies, like, she's up out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, just, did that, any of that go into consideration? I or I wonder what the sister's thought process was when she moved in. Like, did she say to herself, like, oh, I'm moving into my forever home. Let me start decorating, buying throw pillows. Mm-hmm. Or did she move in and say, this is a temporary situation. Yeah. You know, like, because I feel like that's how I would have went. Unless you told me that this is my new forever home mm-hmm. that will transfer into my name after mom passes. Yeah. Then I'm going to plan on have. I'm going to have a plan in place. Well, I feel like, too, like. If I'm being asked to move in and take care of a loved one, I I don't I feel like it's kind of weird. And I, I mean I'm obviously in that situation. I moved into my parents' house to take care of it, mm-hmm. of my mom and my brother. So um, you know, in my situation, I know my dad would never just be like, okay, yeah, like mom passed away, you're out. Like mm-hmm. my, my parents are the type of people that are like you can live here and the house is yours, and then they can live here and the house will be his. <laughs> and and generation to generation, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want to live here that long. But thank you. <laughs> but um, but like, I couldn't imagine sitting someone down and being like, oh yeah, how about um you come or let me talk to my brother. I have a, a younger brother, and me and be like, hey Jesse, I don't want to you know do this anymore. Why don't you move in and take care of um, mom and Frankie, and um then when something happens to them, I'm like, okay, now just now get out. Like <laughs> right. that's just I, I couldn't see myself doing that. Like that, yeah. okay, you can get it out of the house. Your job's done. Like that's almost right. like like. Yeah, away. like shoot away now. Like even whether you asked them to come or whether they offered to come, that was a very selfless act on their part very. that they came. So yeah, I disagree with that. I don't think she should be put out under any circumstances. Let the woman have a house. Let the woman <laughs> Gift have it to house, her for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so back to back to relationships. <laughs> it's February. Yes, <laughs> love, we love relationships. Um, so Mariah and Nick. Um. They obviously have two kids together. Mm-hmm. They were married um, for a few years, I think, and then um, divorced. And obviously, we know Nick's uh, sex track cabay. record. Oh, you had <laughs> Whatever a much you better. Call it. You had a much better term for it. Uh, <laughs> sex cabade. <laughs> sex cabade. <laughs> um, but now I think he has like what seven. I don't know. So by the time this comes out, if not, and I'm not trying to be like shady, but in all honesty, by the time this comes out. The numbers and might the be number off. might change. As of now, we know that I believe he has 10, twelve kids 12. total. Okay, and seven baby moms. So okay, twelve kids. That's including his two oldest. So yes. outside of his two oldest with Mariah, he has ten, 10 other, other kids. Other children. So Mariah is filing for full custody. Yes, and I don't. So I, I heard that she was doing this, but I don't know in depth like if she put a statement out or if their statement was re- like a reasoning why she was doing full mm-hmm. custody do you know i don't she... know the details i know that there is a court document that confirms okay. it but i haven't looked into it to find out her reasoning or okay. anything so i was wa- hoping maybe if i look deep dig deeper into yeah. this or if someone you know i mean by the time i dig deeper in this y'all don't even <laughs> it don't matter me. because it's about <laughs> what we would do if we, if nick was our baby dad anyway so, so. <laughs> in that situation, if it if she was filing for full custody purely based off the fact that he's just out here, you know, giving all 
his goodies away and <laughs> having kids all over the place. And, you know, obviously that's taking time away from their kids, obviously. Yes. Um, but if that was solely based on that, I would honestly say that's petty, me personally. Because I feel like... Um, I feel like, yes, what he's doing in my mindset, in my opinion, with my morals and values is completely wrong Mm -hmm. um, of creating all these broken homes and all these children that he won't be able to invest enough time in. I'm not talking about money. Money doesn't solve all problems. Mm -mm. I'm talking about time. Because sometimes people think like, oh, I'm about to be out here making crazy amounts of money. Like, you don't understand. Your kids don't want all that money. Obviously, when you get older and you're you're creating generational wealth, that's nice. But the kids aren't going to remember like, oh, yeah, dad was out here grinding so that when I'm 18, 19, 20, 21, I can do this. They're going to be like, dang, I remember dad not being there. I remember dad not coming to this. I remember dad not coming to that. And it's like, that sticks with them much more than when they're 21, 30, and they have money. Like, exactly. they're going to still be longing for a part of them that didn't have dad around. Absolutely. And, I mean, same thing goes for mom, but in this situation, like, he is not, he does not have the time to invest in he his children. He got 50 million jobs, uh, aside from all the kids. Yeah. He's already working crazy jobs. So, and... I, I would understand the frustration. I would understand the frustration of, like, you're not even around, mm. so what's the point? Mm. And maybe that's what it is. Like, you're not even around, so what's the point of even ha- of having joint custody? Like, right. I'm just have full custody because you're not just going to pop up here and see them whenever you think True. you can have seats. So I understand that, but in the other aspects, I'm like, that's kind of petty because I can't hold you. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a whole entire adult, and unless you're doing something that's putting my kids in danger, in danger. then that's when I would go for, you know, a custody battle. Like, True, if you yeah. are, you know, being neglecting to my children, if you're taking them places and putting them in possible dangerous situations, yes. Yes, absolutely, 1,000%. But just because you have a lifestyle that I don't agree with um, and you don't see our kids that often, like, in my mindset, I can't see myself, you know, filing for full custody just based off of that. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that, and I, I'll speculate and say that I don't think that she did it just because of that right. because I think that it would have happened a long time ago. Right, I think and so We too. are several kids later, so yeah. I think that it had to be something else and we we may never know mm-hmm. exactly what her reasoning is. Right. But to the point that you said about not having enough time, mm-hmm. my fear with that would be that when it's your day, when it's your week, my kids are sitting around with nannies and assistants because you're working yeah. all the time. And, if, and it's like, why do you even have them? Exactly. And if every time I see my kids, they like, oh, we didn't see dad this weekend. Like, why are oh, they going to be with you? Like, would burn me up. Yeah. So I'm just <laughs> like, I up. think that would be a reason. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe, you know, being around other different women and multiple, because he's not in a steady relationship. He got multiple baby moms. So, you know, a bunch of those things. Um, But as far as like, just because the kids got a bunch of siblings, I don't care about that. I feel like I can relate to Mariah in Mm -hmm. a sense because my daughter's dad, I had his first child. So when I met him and I had his child, he had zero children. Yeah. But he did go on to have multiple children by multiple women. Yeah. Um, I think that it makes it difficult because my fear is that she'll grow up and not have that closeness with her siblings mm-hmm. because there's many of them and they're in different states, you know, and stuff like that. And I want her to have that closeness. Yeah. So I loved when he did live in the state. 
he would get her and they would all have a big sleepover. I love mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like she desires that closeness. Yeah, like ever right. since she was younger, she used to go to school. Now, mind you, I have my husband and we have three children mm-hmm. that we raise in our household. Um, but she used to go to school and her teacher would be like, how many siblings do you have? And she used to be like, I have seven siblings. And she would draw all of them. And I used to feel like I had to explain. Like, like I, don't I only got have that many kids now. <laughs> but Yeah, but you could tell that she was excited about her siblings and she longed that connection with them. So I would not, I don't think I would ever want to be like, well, I want full custody. I, because I'm not getting all the kids to watch them. I want to nurture that. So I think that would be the only thing that would get in the way is I'm finding out that I'm bringing her and and she hanging out with your girlfriend and the kids and you're not around. Yeah. So that's the only reason I can think of. Is there any other reasons that you could think that she might? The only thing I think of is, like, for me, is, like, something dangerous happened or you're yeah, doing danger, something or it, it may be not even dangerous in the sense of, like, my kid is in, like, the face of danger. Mm-hmm. But, like, it could be, like, I'm not saying that this is the case because <laughs> I don't want nobody being like Gabby said and it can't was. <laughs> but, like, it, the case of, like, maybe if he was, you know, drinking a lot mm-hmm. and or he was... Like you said, having maybe women over all the time and your kids are there and maybe mm-hmm. it's different women or, you know, things like that, that I would be like, this is absolute no. Mm-hmm. Like, in my mind, that's kind of in the realm of danger because yeah. I don't want it to mentally disrupt, like, the values that I should, I, I hate to say the values that I'm instilling, but I think, like, as parents, even though we want our kids to be independent and create their own life we still instill values into them as we're raising them Mm -hmm. so it's like i don't want them to go to dad's house and see women just coming in and out and thinking that that's a normal thing or that's an appropriate thing Mm -hmm. based off of my morals and values now when they get older and that's what they want to do that's what they want to do but like don't put that in my kid's face true i understand that and i think i think um that goes for whether he has a bunch of kids or not, you know, I think that even if these were his only kids, you know, I think that stability could be a thing. The way that he's raising them, Mm -hmm. the morals, because Nick lives a crazy wild life. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I went to see Wildin' Out in in, in person one time and I truly got to see a different side to Nick Mm -hmm. and his whole crew and the incredible team and everything because they played a lot of like behind the scenes footage and music videos and they are very uh, wild. Okay. They are very, they love to party. They love to have women. They love to be twerking on cars and popping bottles and smoking and drinking and smacking girls on the butt. Like this crazy party lifestyle. And Mariah is very above that. She is. Mariah is lounging. <laughs> in her gown. In a gown. In uh, heels with and a glass of wine. And she's in that way. So that's why we was all shocked when they started dating yeah. in the first place. Right. But, you know, they live and lead two totally different mm-hmm. lifestyles. So maybe that, you know, it may have zero to do with the kids yeah. and the baby moms. It may just have to do with his yeah. lifestyle. Lifestyle is big. I mean, obviously, like I said, if you want to mess around with women, whatever. Go ahead, spread your seed if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But for at least if I put it in my um, my situation with me and my son's father, um, when we've been broken up since Nate was two, so gosh, myself be sixteen this year. Oh my gosh, 
bitch. That's crazy. So almost 14 years mm-hmm. we haven't been together. But um, I told him that I was not going to bring no men around Nate unless it was a very serious, committed relationship. And mm-hmm. I would ask him to do the same. Mm-hmm. Don't bring women around Nate unless it's a very serious, committed relationship to where, like, we can introduce them as, you know, someone that we're confident that we'll, you know, we're trying to see a future with. Right. Because I don't ever want, and honestly, Nate has never met anyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I've only dated people, like, very briefly, but he's never met anyone mm-hmm. for me to be like, hey, this is my boyfriend or anything like that. Right. Because I don't want to instill that thought of, like, oh, dang, mom, mom has this boyfriend, mom has this boyfriend, mom has this boyfriend, mom has this boyfriend, and it's always someone new. And that's very uncomfortable for kids. It's very uncomfortable. So, I mean, that lifestyle, I can see. Mm-hmm. Like, that aspect of lifestyle. Like, keep that separate. Mm-hmm. That's your own adult life. Don't bring my kids into that. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Separate the children from that. That's a big deal. And I think a lot of people, they think it's going to be a permanent relationship or situation, so they're bringing people around. Just don't bring them around until it is. You may be hopeful. And it's just, to me, I feel like as adults, you know what I mean? You should know better. Like, I think that I see so many people get so excited about new relationships, Mm -hmm. and they... They're like, oh, I know this is going to be the one. And then they end up crashing and burning. So it's just like, we got to do better. Like, we cannot just keep getting excited about somebody and trying to make them our kid's stepdaddy and just to end up breaking up. That's pressure, too. I mean, I think that's a whole another episode. But, like, when you're um, trying to form a blended family, like, you're you're obviously in a blended family. I will one day be in a blended family. Um, And... You know, when you're dating, like, to put pressure on that partner of yours to almost feel like they have to step in the role of, like, stepmom and stepdad, like, pretty quickly, that can be a lot. That's scary, too. That can be a lot. Yeah. Because not only that, I mean, not only the aspects of being that, but, like, you're, in my mind, at least, because I'm an overthinker, I would be thinking, like, what if this doesn't work? And how I'm, like, creating this bond with this child yeah. and all this stuff. Like, that is pretty weighty. So I'm just, like, please, like, tiptoe across that line yeah. very, like, softly because, you know, a lot of people can be hurt in those yes. types of situations. Yeah, I agree. I think that people let their hopefulness get the best of them. Yeah. Because, like you said, you would be more like, what if it's not right? What mm-hmm. if it's not? They're like, I know it's going to be. I'm going to make it be, you know? <laughs> Um, but I think that like with Darshan and Madison, it happened so organically. Like I wasn't ready for him to meet her. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, but, um, there was, it started being a time where he would come see me at my mom's house because I never was at my apartment. I was always at my mom's. When I was single, I didn't want to be in that apartment by myself. I would come by my mom's all the time where I would literally go home, pack bags, and come stay at my mom's house. Yeah. <laughs> and he lived around the corner. So he would stop by and see me after work sometimes. And I would tell Maddie to go hang out with my brother and my mom in their room while I'm talking to him. And that only lasted for so long. But I remember, she was only one. I remember her her come busting out the room with her diaper on, running out, and my brother chasing her, and she seeing Darshan there, and then it just became a thing. Like, yeah. she just really took to him, which was crazy, because she's not like that. Right, yeah. And, you know, then it just became a thing where he would bring her little snacks and stuff, yeah. and candy and stuff, and it just happened organically. Yeah. I didn't force it. I didn't say, like, it's time for y'all to meet, and then the same thing with his family. Mm-hmm. I will always go and be around them by myself, mm-hmm. and then after a while they were like why don't you bring her by you don't have to get a sitter you know we want to meet her we want to get to know her we want to be around her and I was like 
what? Like, I was just like, I don't know. That's a bit much, you know yeah. what I mean? But I did, and they fell in love with her, and they seen her as their first grandchild, yeah. which was which was like, I never even expected all of that. So, you know, just let it happen organically whenever you get into that situation. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a fun episode. (laughs) It was fun. I want y'all to reach out to us. Tell us what y'all would do. Let us know. And I want to hear from everyone. Like, if if you're like, no, you guys are crazy. Yeah, like I would do, I would do this. Like, let us know. We're, we we want to hear all perspectives of yes. this. Um, and then as always, you can find us um, on all streaming uh, social media. Um, not the last thing. <laughs> all streaming <laughs> all podcast podcast. <laughs> you can see us on all streaming podcast platforms. <laughs> I have a tongue tied. Tongue tied. And um, our social media handles are in the description. Um, make sure that you follow us. Make sure that you follow the Pretty Social Podcast page on Instagram because we do Instagram lives every yes. Wednesday at 8 p.m. where We're we do a recap. And then you guys can talk to us <laughs> straight through the, the live recap. Yes. And then, of course, yes, YouTube. We are, like, putting on a whole production for you guys. <laughs> like, we got the shirts on. We're doing our hair for this. Like, we're doing a I lot. Know, I did we're, my makeup. makeup. I just got off hair. work. Like, I'm not going not, nowhere. Just here. Honestly, I was sitting in, in pajamas earlier, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's Wednesday. I gotta get ready. <laughs> so we do this for y'all. So yes. make sure you follow YouTube as well. Um, yes. And yeah, and then That's just it. until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>